everyone who are who's listening. This is our tenth episode. I know it's our tenth episode. Yay, we made it. We made it. Um, and today we have a guest again. Um, this is my friend Melody. Um, and she, we were classmates in Hong Kong, um, and she's here to talk about her East Coast experience because she is in New York right now. Um, and do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, you should introduce yourself so people can get to know you. Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Melody. Um, I'm currently a senior at NYU, and I study computer science and economics. Um, I spend like the first. 17 years in Hong Kong, so I left after uh, Form Five, and I went to the Netherlands for two years to finish high school. And afterwards, I just came to New York because I wanted to go back to a city. So that's where I've, that's where I'm at now. Yeah, she's an international traveler. Um. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Yeah. So that is Melody. How's everyone doing? Um, Great. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing fine. Like. Postgrad life. I'm just chilling right now. Oh, and if you, I don't know if you can tell, but I dyed my hair. Yeah. So it's like it dark looks red. Right yeah, it's like red brown ish. Yeah, I just dyed my hair. That's what I did. Wow. <laughs> I haven't dyed my hair in so long. Same. <laughs> yeah. Mel's hair used to be blonde. You said blonde hair. Yeah, I had like pink hair, purple hair, Dang. brown hair blonde hair <laughs> i'm gonna die soon again so i know we'll i see. want to but then like i don't know i permed it mm-hmm. so i'm like i shouldn't die um yeah it's really damaging yeah um what about, it's been so gloomy here in la like it rained last night and the sky was yellow so i feel like i think there was a fire like somewhere um but it was scary and then what have i done i haven't done much i went thrifting yesterday with friends um in silver lake but honestly like all that all the clothing there everyone was selling like y2k clothing (gasps) the trendy like (gasps) things that are in right now and yeah it was just funny and they're selling it for such high prices oh and i was like (laughs) "Mm, thrifting should be cheap um but yeah i know i'm just chilling too like not much (laughs) melody's like i'm i'm in my final week Oh, I know, right? I'm not that chill. I'm not chilling that much, so I'm just like kind of jealous, and I'm like, I want to chill too. At finals tomorrow, and then um, oh, I'm also working, so yeah. Damn, <clears throat> busy, busy. When will you get a break, though? Um, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna start work uh in mid June, so I'll get a break from like the first for the first two weeks of June. Everybody okay. be working Adulting. now. Adulting. <laughs> Okay, so are this or that for this week? It's kind of fun and nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. You, do you want to say it somewhere? Oh, yeah. So would you prefer Ovaltine or Holic? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Ovaltine. Ovaltine. I haven't had any of those in so long. No, anyone can answer. Honestly, like, they taste the same to me in my brain what? really oh no, no. <laughs> first of all i don't know i haven't had them and so like whenever i would have it younger i wouldn't know which one i was having but then i had the little like candy tap like the little candy yeah, yeah. Yes. oh my gosh yeah, they were so good so there it's like a milk drink for people who don't know what it is it's like a, it's a malt drink a like malt made drink of, like wheat 
something. I'm not. I'm not pretty well, sure, but well, I think they're both malt derivatives of some sort. Mm. So, how would you describe the difference? I feel like Ovaltine gives like this impression that it's chocolatey because it's very like brown. It's kind of like Milo, mm. um, and it's definitely sweeter. Uh, okay, from what I remember. Then yes. I probably liked Horlick better young when I was younger. <laughs> That's very possible. I don't know. Wait, so Melody, do you which one do you choose? Which one do you like better? I like Horlick's more. Mm. But it's harder to find here, I realize. I think it's probably an Australian thing. I'm not sure. I might be wrong on this one. Um, I'm not sure. But I'm just not a big fan of chocolate in general, so I'm a bit turned off by how Ovalton looks like. <laughs> Fair. It's brown. It's, it's like chocolate I powder. I could have it here. Look. I have Isn't like a the, whole Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, they advertise it like a tea. Malted drink. Okay. So it's a malt. Yeah. yeah. So is your choice Ovaltine summer? Yeah, because I like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you I remember. I think I like Oh. Oh, I was going to say, like, you remember, like, um, whenever you drink Holic, um, and there's like some like, residual like at the bottom that is like not you if you don't stir it well, then it will have like some like residual at Sediments. the bottom. Yeah. 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 Mm. And I love eating those. Yeah, <laughs> oh me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like my mom chose the less sweet option to give to me when I was young. <laughs> so I think I grew up drinking Horlick. Very possible. Uh, so me, I think I will choose Horlick. I haven't had any of those in like so long though. Yeah, I bought it here in Chinatown. Okay, so one for Ovaltine and two for Horlick. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I guess we can talk about how me and Melody met. And I feel like we've told this story a lot of times. I don't know why. For some reason, maybe... Do we have the same version of the story? I don't remember. <laughs> okay, I don't remember. I remember. Like, see, yeah, I know. You remember. So I say your story. <laughs> you say it first. You say it first. You say your so story. So we met in swimming class when we were six years old. That's my version of the story. Primary at, like, one. some um, clubhouse. But we were actually in the same school. We just were in the same class. Yeah. Mhm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> we had the same uh, swim teacher. I think she doesn't teach there anymore. No, I don't think so. It's been a very long time. We're like twenty three. I, <laughs> I miss her. I love her. Um. Yes. But you see then, fool. You see fool. Um. But then. What's her name? She. Oh wait, no. Yeah. But then we met. But then I don't think we were close. No, it was until like uh first year in secondary one. school. Yeah. So 13. Yeah. We were in the same class. Yes. That's so weird. Me, everyone was in the same class. Wow. Um, yes. Yeah. And then we, like, became in this, we became the same friend group, I guess, throughout yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So long ago. I know. I miss everyone. Honestly, like, the time's just, like, oh, so many good moments. I was looking at photos the other day, and I was like, wow, every day at lunch, we would sit together and eat at a table but then so you you said like in the beginning too you moved at form five yes after that so 17 Mm -hmm. what what like prompted you to move to leave 
I guess like the education system thing one my Chinese wasn't like very very good like I might not get into uni <laughs> that was your very Chinese problematic Chinese is better than mine though your Chinese is pretty good <laughs> I feel like well whatever that was I was worried thing one and then another thing was like I guess I wanted to see more of the world it sounds super cliche but I haven't been to Europe um back then well I have but like not to where I was studying so I was like might as well just spend two years there and I could travel around and stuff so that was sort of the motivation behind it over yeah like back when I was 17 I guess mm-hmm. and then you when you applied to universities did you want to go to the U.S.? Um, I was actually gonna like go to London I like I wanted to go back to a city it sounds super dumb but if you live two years like you come from Hong Kong right like you you grew up in a very like metropolitan place and then you move to a place where there's only like cows and old people like you you literally can't really stand it and you're cows and old people you want (laughs) (laughs) and like you just want like fun you know so I wanted to go back to a city hence my top choices were uh in london and in new york i also applied to schools in la actually and i also got in but i don't know why i just didn't pick the west coast because i thought the east coast would be more um like it would be more city like like Mm -hmm. more like what i wanted like after two years of being in in the middle of nowhere basically (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you moved to um new york in 2017 so it's been four years Yes, it's new was it, for years. Was it hard adjusting? From I mean, okay, I so was like, it hard adjusting to your boarding school in Europe? Um, I think it was okay because like we, uh, we I was the only one from Hong Kong in my year, so like I didn't have a lot of like um, people who I can speak Cantonese with. Thing one, but I think because I was very excited to go there, so I was okay. But then I think communal living was hard. So I mean. If you like in college, you also live in dorms, right? But then we lived in a room with four other people, with three other people from different, completely different places and completely different cultural backgrounds. And two rooms share a bathroom. So, like, it's literally eight people using the same bathroom. And <laughs> we lived in bunk beds and stuff. And, you know, you're a bunch of 17 year olds. Like, you gotta even speak English properly for some people. It was hard adjusting to communal living, I would say, but it wasn't hard adjusting to the school in general. Because we're very, um, we're not very uh, interactive with the local community, so it wouldn't need to speak Dutch or something like that wasn't part of um, the integration or assimilation in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Um, so then when you moved to New York, was that transition harder? I think it's a different sort of transition, right? Like moving for college, I think there are two parts. There's moving to the place and then there's also the college itself. Because I came from a place, like, as I just said, like there are like people from all over the world. So I was very used to like a very multicultural like environment for two years. And then coming to America, like people are in multi, as multicultural in the sense. It's more like there's a lot of racial diversity, but it's still very America. I don't know, like, yeah, yeah. whether yeah. it's a, easy to ex- like, explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like born and raised in the u.s but different racial groups yeah yeah and i guess in nyu because we uh they are very like there are two things there's like people are very like oh proud and ways are proud of of the fact that like oh they're very diverse their student community but then people are still very segregated in in terms of race Mm -hmm. and like i think that's one thing i never realized race is such a big thing until i came to the u.s because oh yeah like if you're 
in Hong Kong, like, you're literally, like, the racial majority. Mm-hmm. And when I was in international school, everybody was different. So coming to the U.S. was like, why is this so important? And then Asians hang out with Asians and then, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's quite common, um, which is not mm-hmm. what I expected. And there's also the other part of moving into a very big city for college. I think um, you really have to find your own community because we don't have a campus. We have right. just buildings around New York. So it's not as easy to um, form your own community. I think that's not easy for, like, moving, like, to a new place for the first time and, like, knowing the ins and outs of college as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so true. Like, the racial thing, honestly, same. I didn't know anything about race before coming to the U.S. Yeah. And just, like, all the perceptions and stereotypes you see on TV – and then you think that those yeah. are real because you're never you don't interact with people who are not Asian, I guess. Or like even if yeah. you do, it's just mostly like ethnic minorities in Hong Kong, which is the term they use, which is interesting. But yeah, they call people who aren't Asian, who aren't Chinese in Hong Kong ethnic minorities. Um, but and then in Hong Kong, they have a certain stereotype as well. So it's really weird. Yeah, I feel yeah. before coming to the U.S., like I was definitely very. Uh, racist and we had certain stereotypes against certain <laughs> yeah. people um, or in certain groups and stuff um, and then yeah I mean it's just the US specifically though it's so rooted in the history so I think um, yeah. that I think that was a huge shock for me and like a huge like wake-up call but then now I can't like unlearn that like I can't unlike think that way so whenever I go back to Hong yeah. Kong I think in that mindset and then I'm like oh this doesn't really apply here. I mean, I guess it does a little bit, but still, it's a different context. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely, like, culture shock in that sense, I feel. But I still, like, honestly gravitated toward, like, a lot of my f- close friends now from college are Asian American. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, people of color. Like, I barely, I don't really have that many white friends. Um, just because, like, you gravitate towards people who, like, share the same experiences as you yeah Um, it's quite normal how i used to describe it is like you imagine going to chipotle but everything is like separated like america's like the chipotle bowl like everything is there but it doesn't really interact that much and i thought that was a really good analogy because i was like "Hmm, that's kind of true yeah (laughs) sidetracking but yeah did you have the same summer i know we talked about this before too but i feel like that's something like people who moved from a majority not diverse like country everyone feels that yeah I definitely have the same experience in a sense that I remember like there was this one moment that really stood out to me was um I was in an there was an activity that I did in high school and then we talk about like beauty standard or whatever and they're asking us like was my favorite disney princess um and then that group was like all like asian girls and everyone was like oh like it's mulan because she's someone who looked like me growing up like there's not many disney princess who look like me but then that moment i didn't like that was a wake-up call for me because i didn't realize like the some disney princess are white and some disney princess are asian or like southeast asian um and then i remember when i was a kid i would just i want to be like 
Belle or like Cinderella. And I never thought about to be, I want to be Mulan. Um, and that, I think it was really interesting. And, and yeah, like I was super like racist um, before I moved here. And then now that like <laughs> I'm rewatching a lot of the um, Cantonese drama, like TVB drama, and then they're like, sometimes they're just like racist or like sexist jokes in there that now I can't unsee it, you know? Like I can't just like, let it pass and not cringe. Yeah. Um, so what, do you have any other culture shocks when you got to New York? Because um, I remember just like saying things to people and then they would like, um, <laughs> they would be like, what are you saying? Because I would say, I said this in a previous podcast, but I always use this example. I always say tissue paper when I want like a napkin or something. Oh. But then tissue paper is gift wrapping here. <laughs> so that every time I, I said tissue paper. Yeah, every time I said tissue paper, people around me like, what? Um, so then now I call it napkin. Yeah. Or, like, when I would say rubber or, like, when I would say period, like, for full stop. I mean, when I would say yeah, full stop for yeah. period. See, I can't even, like, oh, yeah, differentiate know what period was. <laughs> That's more of, like, American English, I feel like, than, like, um, like the, the most common one that I had problems with was the elevator and the lift. Oh, my I God, say, yeah. oh, I want to take the lift. And then, because we live in a pretty tall building, right? And then people were like, Lyft? You, you want to get on, like, Lyft either the app or, like, get a ride? I was like, oh, no, I'm in the <laughs> elevator. And that, like, I was quite shocked, I guess. I was like, oh, okay, shit. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to swear. Um, you can swear, it's okay. Also- yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good to know, good to know. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, small vocab things, but I, I guess that was just me not being very, like, um... Uh, familiar with like what American English was because I feel like in Hong Kong when you learn English you really learn sort of everything like you will learn both versions of the things like I know elevator I know lift I know truck I know lorry but what's the right one to use like it's, it's, it took time to figure out um, that's so true that, that wasn't so much of a shock I'd say I guess a shock in New York right like not necessarily a cultural shock is how dirty the place is um and um like I, I don't know whether you've been but it's, it used to be very dirty like pandemic has, has gotten a lot better and stuff and the subway like coming from hong kong like the mtr in hong kong is so great like it's air conditioned it's safe like you have like those safety doors and then the subway here you literally have like news of people just like jumping into the track and that's really really sad but then it, it always happens and it becomes so like people become so detached to it so you're like oh the train's delayed someone probably jumped and it's actually quite scary but um i would say the subway is very uh, not a shock but i was like okay this this is what new york is like i thought i'd, I'd expect more <laughs> this way mm-hmm. but it was 24 7 so yeah that's a good thing i think like that's so true too like when i first moved to moved to san francisco i was just so shocked like how dirty the street can be like i live in san francisco like downtown san francisco and there's literally Mm -hmm. like shit everywhere on the street and you have to (laughs) you have to be careful not to step on them um and yeah Yeah. i think that's so interesting because that's not a side of america that we see on media a lot of time because I feel like my perception of America usually like I got it from like movies and stuff but that's the side Mm -hmm. that we never get to see until like you actually live here oh yeah Yeah, for sure for sure I was driving past Hollywood yesterday um 
And I was like, wow, the Walk of Fame, like the stars and the whatever, the theater, the TCL Chinese theater. And I was like, I used to come here as a tourist when I would visit, like when I was younger. And then now, like, I guess having lived here for a while, I'm like, wow, you never come here because it's just like round the corner. It's just so much homelessness. It's so dirty. And it's just so like, yeah, yeah, I feel that. The media really (laughs) (laughs) fucked us up. Um but me and summer talked about this in our podcast before too about how um we thought the u.s was a certain way and then we come here then it's another way did you like see snippets of media or like the glorification of the u.s i mean even with clothing brands right remember when we had the whole like hollister abercrombie phase and like everyone would be yeah. wearing those clothes oh my god because it was from like yeah. it was from the u.s yeah. um yeah did you have that? Like, I, did that influence you? I feel like I, I used to watch, like, American shows when I was younger, like, Pretty Little Liars or, like, that kind of stuff. Oh, my gosh, stuff. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and, like, I had, like, I guess I had a certain perception. And I, I didn't watch, like, um, what was the other one? There are a few set in New York. There's, like, uh, but people were really infatuated with, like, New York City, especially at, after Friends. Gossip after, Girl? Uh, Gossip Girl, yeah, these two really, like, people, like, really, and I think Sex in the City as well, like, um, these were things that really brought people to New York City, and, like, the glam, and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but when you come here, you realize, like, it's, it's, um, the city is very nice, like, there is a lot of opportunity, there's a lot of, they're very, like, uh, for you to, like, work on different stuff, there's, like, if you want to do arts, there's, like, arts and entertainment there's Broadway there's a lot of development on that you want to tech there is the tech scene is pretty decent in New York and of course it's the financial center like there's a lot of opportunities but um you really need to work hard for it and I think one thing is that the people in the city are usually quite hard working and like but that makes it a bit suffocating as well because everybody is so busy on one thing or another and you're not working you feel like you're missing out you feel like you're wasting mm. time but you should like everybody can deserve a break here and there right like it just makes you feel really uncomfortable to be not busy i think this is like it's a very nyu thing and it's also a very new york thing like you don't want to miss out on stuff major fomo on basically everything um i mm. think that's a very unique thing to new york and um and yeah <laughs> i yeah when i visited new york in 2019 I was like, I thought Hong Kong was intense, but then New York was like 10 times more intense. Really? I feel like the pace yeah. than Hong Kong. Yeah, because everyone's just like, they have their target focus on the next thing and they're just like mm. doing that. Everyone's like doing their own thing. Yeah. It's because there are a lot of young people here. Hong Kong is more like there are families and stuff. Not seeing New York, there isn't. It's just there's a very big uh, percentage of young people. And like very talented and smart professional young people actually Mm. yeah wait can you break down so i feel like whenever people talk about new york people talk about manhattan right manhattan was where like Mm -hmm. all the touristy stuff is and then brooklyn like is dumbo in brooklyn i feel like that area people like see that as like touristy too but i know there's a lot of history behind it too and then that's all i know because that's all i've been to visited can you break down the geographical locations of yes, new york a quick little guide of new yeah. york city so new york city uh has five bureaus there's manhattan where everybody knows there's the bronx um which is like north of manhattan and then there is brooklyn and queens uh queens is where all the airports are it's where um it's uh 
it's a very big plot of land and that's also where Amazon wanted to build their big office um, but they, they did not at the end and Brooklyn um, is south of um, Manhattan it also links to Queens and then there's also Staten Island which is its own island and you mentioned Dumbo just now Dumbo interestingly I wrote a paper on it last semester so Dumbo used to be one of the manufacturing um, like meccas in the US it's where the folded card box cardboard boxes like invented so your cereal boxes all those kind of stuff that was actually invented in Dumbo um, and there were also a lot of sugar plantation uh, not sugar refinery plants and also and also coffee plants back in like early 1800s or late 1800s I might be wrong in the history but um, afterwards no one really took care of the place and it got into like there was a lot of crime and and, and all that kind of stuff going on until uh, a developer saw the potential it had in there. So he redeveloped a lot of the places and then it became a very artsy hipster community. Now it's one of the most expensive neighborhoods in Brooklyn. Oh. Yeah. And it's right, because uh, it's right across the bridge. So it's the bridge you take to go back to Manhattan. Um, it's, it's right below there. So it's actually very, very convenient. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I, I feel like everyone just thinks New York is just Manhattan. Literally, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it's quite normal, but there is a lot more to it, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the artsy, cultural, hipster places are, are in Brooklyn. Um, and Manhattan is very, like, glamorous, I would say, because all the big museums are there. You think of the Met, you think of Guggenheim, you think of, like, all those kind of stuff. They're all in Manhattan. And then you have Central Park. And then you have like Empire State Building, like all the glamour, mm-hmm. glamour is there. Like all the big offices are there. Um, but then New York, I feel like New York City has a, a lot more to that. Like there's also the artists who are working, and like the people, like just normal people living in like the Bronx or like in um, in Queens or something. So it's more than that. But you really have to be here <laughs> to see it. Yeah, I feel that's the case with everything. Like, you have to live there to really know what it is. Um, and, yeah, so so from Hong Kong to New York, New York's more fast-paced. But I think one thing for, like, moving to the West Coast is that it's slower. And, like, people are very slow in doing things. And um, I remember even just going to Starbucks or, like, going to get food. Like, people are so <laughs> slow. And people take so much time to, like, talk to you. And at that time, my social skills were – because, like, in Hong Kong, you don't, like – make small talk with like people yes. like if you're buying something that's you the thing i learned talk. in america small talk very mm-hmm. very important skill the weather and a lot of other things but yes yeah yeah like how are you and you have to like answer but then people were so slow like i just want a starbucks drink and they took like so long like 10 minutes to get me my drink and i was like hong kong would never do this to me i would have gotten my drink <laughs> so fast yeah. but yeah small talk is yeah do, do you think like I don't know why that sticks out to me so much, like, getting things, like, people are slow in processing things, but if New York is fast-paced, like, is that, do they also, like, is small talk fast, or is, do they take up your time? No, I actually don't think there's a lot of small talk going on, like, if, if you're just, like, okay. like normal day-to-day. I mean, like, if you go to Trader Joe's, they'd be like, oh, welcome to Trader Joe's whatsoever, um, but there isn't, like, you wouldn't be talking to the barista or something, like, like mm, you would at I Starbucks. See. Like, it's just, they're just too busy. Like, I'm yeah, not yeah, the busy yeah, yeah. one. They are the busy one. Yeah. See, I like that. I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm not used to this. 
Um, but oh my god, I was gonna ask you. I remember now. So so Summer and I met in our school's like Chinese American club because we don't have that many like Asian American Chinese people. I would say mm-hmm. in our school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like New York probably has a more like because even for us it's like Chinese American club. It's not like the Hong Kong club. Um, we don't mm. have a Hong Kong club because there's not enough people for that. But mm. I know NYU has a more, like, larger Hong Kong population. Yes, we do. Um, and I know you're, like, pretty involved in that, too. I used to be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It happens. Um, so did you, like, how was that, like, having that group uh, helping, like, I the think- adjustment period and stuff? I think it was like really comfortable I would say because like you you have a, a group like first I came from a place where I had no one like in for two years so like going back to that I, I think that was really interesting but then um a lot of them because you know like if you can afford college in America and a private school like NYU in New York City like you have to be like at least some somewhat well off right so there were like a lot of like pretty well-off people and that was a little different from like my lifestyle I would say um a lot of them went to American boarding schools and and that kind of stuff and Mm. I remember they there was a time where like you do a bingo thing um on on Instagram like you know whatever bingo Yeah. yeah And then our HKSA made one, but I found it, like, really inappropriate because it's basically, like, rich kids. They were like, oh, Marco Polo Club only takes Cathay Pacific and, like, stuff like that. uh Or, like, went to boarding school and I just found it a bit, like, okay, I hope they're not listening, but, like, I I found it a bit, (laughs) like, "Mm." I don't think it's appropriate because, like, uh, this is not exactly Hong Kong. But I would say, like, there are definitely people, like, people in my year, I'm super close to them, um they they definitely like bring back a lot of like memories and even when we go back to hong kong we would hang out together we've been out like wakeboarding and stuff and there are just people like that make you feel like home when you're away from home i think it's really nice and we also have like a super big event event every year uh pre-covid obviously where we can spread more of like what hong kong culture is like our food culture and stuff and thankfully there is chinatown and there is very local Cantonese food so uh, we got to share that to a lot of people at school too so that was pretty nice Mm -hmm. that's so cool yeah I miss that so much in college because where we are in LA there is not much Asian food around us and our campus Mm -hmm. is very like there's a lot of white people yeah um Mm. and there's just no easy access to good Asian food so the closest Asian food I mean it's still like what 20 minutes away 30 minutes Mm -hmm. away but it's like not good Chinese, Cantonese, Hong Kong food. Like, it's mostly Japanese yeah. or, like... Korean. 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 And There's a lot of Korean food in L.A., yeah. And, and boba. boba. <laughs> it's not even that... I mean, it's it's decent. It's fine. But it's not ten... It's not ten rin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely think one thing good about New York is that you definitely have food from home. Like, you can... There's like really good tasio here. There's like dim sum. Like you can go, you can go yam cha and stuff. So that's super nice. Um, the fact that there is a very established Chinatown, but not a lot of places have it. When I was in Europe for two years, there was only one Japanese restaurant that was ran by Chinese people. Um, in the <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, I think that's what's cool about like living in New York. Do, do would you say things are accessible? Like you can get to yes. places 
easy. It's very accessible because there is the subway, there are buses. You don't need a car and you don't want to have a car. First thing, people drive a bit crazy. I've nearly been knocked down by a car on a bike. Yeah. Um, That's like the that stereotype. On me, but, but it's true. But it, it, it's true. And then uh, the subway is very convenient. It's just a little expensive. But other than that, uh, everything is quite convenient. Uh, unless you're like really going to Deep Queens, then okay, you, you might need to drive. Other mm-hmm. than that, everything is accessible. Yeah, we don't have that. Like, we have a metro system here, but it's so bad. Um, and since, like, yeah, LA, LA is so big, is, it's just... Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. LA is just not built for, like, public transportation. Um, and so, like, whenever we wanted to go get good food, it's just such a trip. Like, we had to, we would have drive, like, an hour and stuff mm-hmm. to go to, like, the Asian areas to just mm-hmm. get mm. dim sum. Um, but but I don't, do you guys go clubbing better. or go out to bars? Like, I feel like that's a very, that's a thing in college, but then since someone has to drive, someone can't drink. Oh, for you? No, for you guys, because we oh. just take a, Oh, we Uber. We take an Uber, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. but Uber sometimes, like, maybe we'll have a DD. Yeah, but rarely, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rarely. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think, um, I think New York maybe is kind of similar to SF too because we also have a pretty mm. established public transportation system here. I I remember when I was in high school, like I can literally just take the bus and go everywhere. I don't really like, need nice. to worry about like driving and stuff. And you mm. know, like driving in SF is not the easiest things either because that's the slopes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What? <laughs> What kind of East Coast culture have you learned or picked up or, like, realized Ew. living there? Wow, that's a hard <laughs> one. I, I, I don't know, like, what East Coast culture is. <laughs> mm. um, I, um, let me, look, give me some time on this one. I feel like mm. um, I've definitely been very, like, um, this is more for work, though. I don't think it's not an East Coast thing, but you become very uh, direct as a person because mm. people are quite direct. Like you don't like there's not a lot of bullshitting around, especially at work. But I think that's just right. work. I'm not sure about yeah. with people. You're a pretty direct um, person, though. Just to begin. Yeah, with. I used not to be. I used not yeah. to be. I have to say that. Um, but then, I think like this is not so much of east coast culture but like more of like going to college in a very big city uh probably like new york boston maybe is that you learn to, you learn adulting really fast like you learn to really take care of yourself this is, might not be a cultural thing but it's something that i think is quite unique to living mm-hmm. in a place like this mm-hmm. like you you learn how to deal with rent you learn how to deal with taxes all that on your own you learn like how to move stuff you learn how to build your own stuff you really like um there's no one to drive you around because either I can't drive or like it's annoying to rent a car whatsoever um and there's no one really to help you with a lot of stuff so you learn all this stuff pretty fast it's like a crash course for adulting come to New York City Mm. for college (laughs) you heard it I don't think people people need it yeah I don't think it's a needed thing like if I were to choose again I don't think I would come to New York for college I would come into work Mm. Yeah, but not for college, because I feel like for college, it would be better if I was in a campus and enjoying community and really having four years of fun yeah. and learning. 
instead of like worrying always worrying about your next internship or whether I'm gonna get it and like everybody's getting like 10 internships like at the same time and you're like why do I have none mm-hmm. yeah. that's also Hong Kong that's... too though like everybody has yeah. been working for like five years before they get their first like actual full-time job which is <laughs> wild to me um because like in the U.S. like I mean at least for LA and for my friends in my school our school like people don't start getting internships until like probably sophomore junior year I would say um and then but then like then we have friends in Hong Kong who've been working (laughs) like actually working for like years already yeah it's wild um but I I think that our campus actually like listening to you talk about like living in New York and how it's so fast-paced it's so like 180 from from yeah. your experience just because our campus is like this like you can see the view these palm yeah. trees always sunny <laughs> that's so um, nice um it's low it's I, a I bubble our, our campus is like a very like slow pace campus very slow mm-hmm. yeah people would like very nice, stop yeah. you to talk and you'd end up talking yeah, for, like, an yeah. Hour, like in the middle <laughs> of the road yeah, like like even though like the things that you we had to do was fast paced, I would say like like meeting after mm-hmm. meeting and then class and then meeting and stuff. But still, the vibe maybe it's the people. Yeah. It's that beachy like feel. Yeah, and also like the room, like <laughs> sometimes we get to see the sunset. You know, we have like this big grass area that we can just sit on. I think by the beach. By the beach too. By the beach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's so nice so opposite but i think the bad thing is that it is a bubble because i think i've realized how big california is or even just like la like mm-hmm. la and then there's like so much surrounding just like suburban land and like farmland or like yeah la is a false illusion of what california is and sf too i would say because sf and Cal- like la is like the main two like things that yeah. people often talk yeah, about yeah yeah i think now it's um, like the but silicon then there's, valley with all the tech yeah people. you think of mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, but then there's just so much, like, dead land and farmland and yeah, so much, honestly. like, counties <laughs> that are not as diverse and as democratic as mm-hmm. Los Angeles. No, um, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the drive from, like, SF to LA, you can just see, like, how, not, like, dead, but, like, there's, like, it's literally the middle of nowhere, you know? There's, like, no people. They're all just, yeah. like, hills and, like, farmlands. It's very interesting. Yeah, that's why I think that I have not actually seen a lot of California. <laughs> like, I'm just here in L.A. But, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, what culture things, like, West Coast has. West I think Coast? it's hard to, like, have, yeah, like, West Coast point. culture or, like, East Coast culture. Like, I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a more, like, the whole living experience is a bit different or like how people like their way of life i remember because my freshman year roommate's from la she's she uh she lives in orange county and mm-hmm. she was she really liked new york and she didn't want to go back to la because she was like everybody in la just wants to be rich and have a house by the beach and i was like what um she's a she's white so um i don't know whether that made a difference like she's in a very she's probably in uh very very well off community or like area or yeah orange county is pretty rich in general it's also there's (laughs) it's not by the beach so maybe that's why she wants to be by the beach 
or maybe like I don't know people maybe her growing up in in that sort of environment the people she like she also was into arts and stuff like she was in acting and all that so I don't know whether that played a part of like people mm. wanting to be like that and she was like people in New York are a lot more like real and authentic and like you know they just go for what they want and they just oh, like you know I would say the same though I think that's true actually oh what <laughs> because I feel like in LA specifically people are fake like <laughs> like yeah, I didn't I even see bring that, that like, up influencer youtuber vibe you know like with I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, like, like when you talk to someone, you have to put on that fake voice. Yeah. I think you don't yeah, intentionally yeah. try to be yeah. fake, but then sometimes I do because other people do that. Like, I just, like, make myself very enthusiastic when I'm actually, I'm just like, I don't want to talk to you, actually. <laughs> but I think it's, like, a mode of politeness. It's, like, you have to make that kind of, like, enthusiastic conversation or, like, oversell, like, how excited yeah. you are to talk to this person. Um, <laughs> and actually, when I... That's super interesting. Uh, no, because when I was in heart. London, um, I mean, well, first of all, in Hong Kong, people don't do that. Um, no. Second of all, when I was in London, because I was working in London as well, and um, people were just so direct and very, like, they wouldn't do that kind of, like, over-exaggerated, like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, just L.A., when you see people, even people you don't really know, they just come up to you, hug you so, like, yeah. enthusiastically, Hi. and I'm like, I don't know you. Why are you <laughs> hugging me? Well, sometimes and I then do I feel too. like I have to do the same. No, but... What, to people you don't know, though? No. no, no. <laughs> Usually people I know. Yeah, and then so when I was in London, like, everyone was just so direct. People wouldn't talk to you unless they, like, wanted to engage in conversation you with you or, like, unless, like, you were working together or something. And all my coworkers were, like, super chill and, like, none of that, like, fake, you know? It seems fake, but I guess it's not intentionally fake. And I was like, Mm, I didn't realize how, how I feed into that culture, too. Because I definitely do that sometimes as well, like, unknowingly. Especially with, like, people, I guess, who are not, like, my close friends in school. But they're, like, maybe my, like, grand little or something. Not not Ashley. I love <laughs> Ashley. I'm sorry, Ashley. <laughs> um, just, like, people who I don't really know that well. Yeah. Um, yeah Ashley, no. if you're listening, I love you. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about, like, in, in other clubs and stuff and like lines i don't know i i know what you're talking about like and that reminded me of like so my mom she works in a bakery store here and then like she always just tells me how like she greets the customers and like the way she talks is like super like exaggerated um and you like you go like high pitch like go bato <laughs> to talk to those people <laughs> yeah 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 it's just funny but then it's just funny because some people um just have a very enthusiastic voice it's just so funny <laughs> um, super high pitch yeah mm-hmm, no no like mm-hmm. if you watch like youtubers who are from la like a lot of people actually talk like that yeah i I've, I've heard a lot of people from la who say like sometimes when people approach them they don't know if they're genuinely like want to talk to them or they just like want to use them or like want to make that connection because of I don't know I think it's the influencer like TikTok YouTube culture that apparently mm. I don't know we have here and also I feel like trends in LA specifically or California they they set really quickly because of social media I'm not sure if like New York has that as well because like now the trend is Y2K and so literally everyone I see on the street is wearing the same clothes <laughs> and I'm like uh, that's what is happening <laughs> Um, I don't I know if New like York's like that. 
like, I think people are a bit more, uh, I think people are less influenced by influencers and stuff. Like, you would definitely, like, people would go on TikTok and would watch stuff, but, or they would try, like, the feta cheese pasta, that, that kind of stuff, but, um, I'm not, I'm not sure if, like, everybody would be wearing, like, Y2K like you guys are. I'm, I'm not, I don't think that would be the case. Like, it depends on the, on, on, on the, um, what the activity or what the trending thing is mm-hmm. i would say because yeah. i think people are quite focused on what they want to do to start with because it's actually quite it's not easy to like survive in new york in general like you either get paid a really good job so that means you're probably working 80 hours in a week or mm-hmm. you're you're struggling um then you wouldn't have time to like be influenced that, that's what i think at least yeah. i might be wrong with this one yeah, that's so true. You don't even have time to, like, go on TikTok. People do, but it's not like they get heavily influenced. That, that's mm-hmm. what I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, you watch it for fun. Entertainment. Less so of, like, oh, I want to buy this thing or try this thing. Yeah. Mm. So do you think New York is similar to Hong Kong then? In some ways, it is, definitely. Um, I mean, because it's, 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 it's a city to start with, so that, like, the lifestyle and the fast pace and the convenience part is definitely there. Um, I do think New York, there is more opportunities when it comes to work and stuff in general, and people are more open and direct about things, especially at work. Like, if you don't perform, then you don't perform. Like, you, you wouldn't, there wouldn't be places for inefficiency. Not, not as much as in Hong Kong when it comes to work, at least. Um, not as much? Not as much like uh, like in Hong Kong, like you could be having a decent job and just like doing twenty percent of the work. You, you got what I mean, but but like in in the U.S. or in like I'm not sure about where wherever else, but like in New York for sure. Like if you want to stay in your job, you have to perform well, or people around you perform, so you don't want to miss out on it and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think in general, people are just quite competitive, like not in a bad way. But it just pushes you at the same time to want to become better. Because everybody seems to be doing so well. It's like mm. a facade. Like, everybody looks so great on the outside. Like, oh, I get, like, ABCD internships and making, like, I don't know, 120K a year or something like that. And then, but then people are quite lonely. I think this is different from Hong Kong. Is that um, it's hard to find people to date in New York City. So in the four years I was in New York, um, I really only dated one person. But I had a lot of other flings and stuff. Because there's so much abundance of young people like it was like oh this date doesn't work out i can go on to my next dinner date um so you don't really settle and people don't really commit especially younger people they don't see the need Mm, for it interesting i think that's quite different from hong kong yeah do you think it's because of the drivenness of like career I think there's two parts, like, for people, for young professionals, it's, I think, like, career-driven is one thing, the other thing is just that it's, um, it's just not really easy to find, like, the, sorry, I don't mean easy, I mean, there's just so many choices, because you know there's so many young people here, like, you can just swipe onto the next one, like, like, you can easily have, like, 100 people match mm-hmm. in one day mm-hmm. in New York, like, if you're, like, 20, early 20s, and like, it's that's accessible. not hard at all yeah yeah and and you just you don't need to drive to go meet someone you can literally you both can be just living like 10 blocks away from each other and go on the subway and stuff and i think it's that that's also why because there's so many choices but i read a new york times article like it was like saying like new york new yorkers are very lonely (laughs) like something like that are very what new yorkers are very lonely oh lonely uh, yeah lonely 
in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like people feel the same way about LA too. People feel lonely, really? especially if you're like trying to be established here. Like, and move, if you moved here alone, yeah, it's hard to form real connections. I feel like. Yes, that's what happens to people who uh, don't go to college here and come to work here. Mm-hmm. Like I, because I, uh, I've yeah, I've realized like it's actually like they look for companionship more so than a relationship when you're like in a fling. Like they don't want to commit, but then they also want someone who you know they can count on and stuff that was a few of my cases Mm. um cases but past experiences but i do realize like having um friends or like people you're close with in the city to start off is quite useful or important because otherwise you actually become very lonely everybody just seems so busy and it's hard to meet people well in like organically you can always meet people Mm. online Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like even in LA too like if I didn't have yeah. like a community in college I really wouldn't know like how to make friends like I can't imagine myself just like let's say I'm like studying in San Francisco and then I moved to LA I wouldn't know like how am I going to meet friends <laughs> yeah I definitely if I moved here just for work I definitely would find some Asian people <laughs> yeah. to be, like be my friend <laughs> yeah Oh, that's so interesting because I really want to work in New York someday. You should. <laughs> yes. You yeah. should then... come here when you're young. Go back to LA when you're old. <laughs> no yeah. I really admire that lifestyle. You know, I kind of miss the fast-paced lifestyle in Hong Kong, but I don't think I'll go back to Hong Kong. And I really like, well, I see a lot of like TikToks about New York City. Um, and I just like, well, I really want to try to experience it. You can come here, like, work for a year or something. I think it will be really fun. Yeah, depending on what industry you're in. There's pretty much there's a lot of stuff. There are a lot of advertising, big advertising companies Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, you should definitely, like, try to come here for a year. It's just expensive. <laughs> yeah. Would you move out of New York? Um, I would consider the West Coast, I would say. Um, I was thinking about it because I, um, I work in tech-ish, well, I study CS. So, like, there is definitely, like, the whole appeal of Silicon Valley and stuff. Obviously, I have to get there first. Um, but I do want to experience something a little different, I guess. Like, a, just, I just want to try new things. It's not so much of I don't like what I'm having right now. It's more of, like, um, I just want to switch it up a bit because in the last five six years or so I've already switched like two times and I think it's a good time for a switch as well so I feel yeah, like I do want to yeah. do, do want to see how the west coast is like and just it's just there's just a lot more nature I feel like uh in the west coast you have the beach you have like um very nice like uh natural landscape whereas in New York you really don't have as much of that like literally there's like apple picking on in November and everybody goes it's the only time you can like go to like a farm or something and mm. it's actually quite funny yeah yeah i yeah i feel that i feel like because we've moved a lot especially moving cross country you know i think that Mm -hmm. we're 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 um programmed to want to try new things like uh, definitely living in a different country like that sounds really appealing to me especially in my like young 20s like i i want to like explore the world more before i settle down somewhere i think that's super normal Mm -hmm. and it's just interesting because 
people who have grown up probably in the U.S. or like somewhere their whole life. See, that's what's interesting. People who have grown up in the U.S. that I know, a lot of them don't want to move anywhere else because they're so comfortable with being in the U.S. and it's like, you know, culture shock. But then for people who are not from the U.S. or like at least people I know who have moved from Hong Kong, it's like I think because like Hong Kong or like they see U.S. as a certain way or like we see U.S. as a certain way and how good it is before I move and then we move that's what entices us to move you know like there's more opportunities yeah um and then those people we just want to keep moving because they're so used to it but then I don't know it's just so interesting to me that (laughs) people who are here and have grown up here don't have that urge to like move or like yeah go explore different places or and, and it's a scary thing um, uprooting your life, but yeah, it, it yeah. 100% is. I feel like because um, I've been reading a lot, like on SCMP or whatsoever on my face, so, like people talking about um, moving um, because of whatever political situation there is, mm-hmm. and I feel like uh, people underestimate how hard it is, like the the effects it has on your mental health and all that kind of stuff. Aside from like whether you have job security, is that you have to restart your life, and um, we have learned from our own experience that it's actually quite a rough process or at least for mm-hmm. me it was oh um, yeah me too to really yeah to really restart you are a blank sheet of paper in a new place no one knows you you don't know anyone um but now we can't go back to life. yeah <laughs> we just want to move yeah. now yeah <laughs> i know but it's, it's it's real like there it's moving is not as easy as what people think mm-hmm mm-hmm that's it, I guess. That's all our <laughs> topics of discussion. <laughs> yeah, we covered everything. Yay. I know, and it's been, yeah, it's almost been an hour. Do so you have any last words to say to our listeners, to the 10 people who are listening? I'm just kidding. I think there's more people who listen. Not There's more than 10 people. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, thank you for listening to me uh, just talking. I've never been on a podcast before, so this is super fun. Oh, yay. Wait, oh, you should give advice to people who want to move to New York. Yeah, give me advice. I think just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice. Just do it. Oh, oh my God. No, okay, no, I'll like actually. It says just do not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I feel like uh, you should come when you're young. And like, I know people who like come here and like they really start from the ground, like from uh and it's and there there are pretty good places now so i feel like if you really want to you know just try to live in new york city just move here and get a job and just continue and then um it's actually quite interesting that opportunities just come here and there like it has happened to a few of the people that i know and um and see if you like the place um because i feel like it's good to live in new york when you're younger not when you're older because it, it would be quite uh pressurizing i would say or taxing so yeah if you want to try big city life come to new york city yeah melody will be your tour guide last time when i was in new york literally (laughs) so melody was showing us around like this like we're just walking and showing like she was showing us some of the like touristy spots we literally walked past an arc i don't even know what that arc is it's apparently a famous tourist spot and melody was like this is the arc (laughs) and then we left (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I was Washington Square Park, where NYU is, probably. I might be it's wrong. I don't remember. Well. Follow us on social media. Yes. And thanks to Melody for being on the podcast. 
Um, it was fun. Hope you guys learned more about like New York and East Coast. Mm -hmm. I feel like there there is a lot more to talk about. Um, yes, but we have sure. an hour, so that is yes. Maybe we can do part two. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I like Q and A. But yes. Oh, true. We should do mm -hmm. that. Okay. Well. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. See you next week. <gasps> oh, not next week, actually. Right? Oh, yeah. This we're... is the last episode of our season one. Of this season. <laughs> so we're going to chill for a week and then we'll come back with season two. See you guys in two weeks then or three weeks or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> but we'll see. Okay. Bye. Outro music. Bye.